I also just pushed record. And since I am doing right, it, and now you're in charge. Sure. Let me just make sure I got everything here still. Oh, yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am Larry, joined by a very busy man across the way. Uh, yeah, my name is Justin. <laughs> uh, how was it going on with the UFF guys? It was good. It was a long time. I feel like uh, we had like a bunch of preamble before we actually recorded. It sounds right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like I think we were supposed to start recording at like you said ten. 10. Right? I don't think we started recording until like ten thirty, maybe eleven. Um, yeah, we just realized like how long it's been since like I've talked to them like at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we were reminiscing about the good old, the good old forum days. I I was listening to that and I was like, oh yeah, I remember too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The reason I brought it up while we were recording is because we talked a lot about it during, uh, during the, uh, the like preamble there, but yeah, no, it was good. It was, it was really good. It was, it was nice to talk to them again. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. they are basically the reason if nobody knows the, the reason Larry and I met online, they, they are a hundred percent and they're hitting their 10th anniversary next year. Are they really? Yes. Which is why they want to be done <laughs> before they hit their 10, 10 year anniversary. Hey, we're only five years behind yep, them. that. Well, that's actually, this is, I guess this is our five year anniversary. Yeah. That's I what I was going to say. I realized that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like this, what this August is our five year anniversary. Yeah. We've been doing this for five years every single week and never miss a single week. Yeah, we should uh let's start playing. We should maybe do like a like a We could do a clip show and like make our friends send us in like clips and just play the clips live. <sighs> we could. Like get our patrons to send us in some audio and just react to their art. Yeah. I was gonna say we should do something real fun. <laughs> like I not that, okay. that would, You're not more that creative that than that me. You are, f- <laughs> you are far more creative than me. Well, I was just gonna say like Oh, just like. Do you think you? I can do what I need to. Let's talk. Let's talk. I got Final Fantasy sixteen to play. Let's talk. We'll talk about it. But maybe that's not a bad idea. (laughs) Fuck me. All right. So so now we have some homework, which seems to happen almost every single week now. Yep. (laughs) Uh, We heard back from Justin's brother, so we are going to be putting in that movie review from him. Yes. Um, He's also playing Death Stranding, and to him, I say. Turn the other way. Maybe it's a canon event for him, and he can't skip it. But uh, there are other fish in the sea. Oh, like play a different game. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like he vampire survivors. He we could chip in and go fifty fifty on it and send that to him. No, it's it's fine. <laughs> he. I mean, he <laughs> he's got this huge backlog, and he's like, he just plays whatever. Uh, he just beat it. Alan Wake for the first time a couple weeks ago. Oh, he's ahead of me? Yeah. So, because he's getting ready for Alan Wake 2. That's like all we talked about leading up to SGF there was Alan Wake 2. Which is Summer Game Fest. There is no S on the end of games. Yeah. People, I learned that this week. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> ha- more than half the people that were attending <laughs> said Summer Games Fest. I mean, it rolls off the tongue a little better. Yeah. It's a game. Yeah. It's like both, more than one speaking game. Speaking of. E- yes. E3 has been like officially canceled next year and then the year after that. So it's, that's fucking, it's done. Yeah. I, I, I remember reading about that. So is Summer Game Fest then just like the only big game thing then? Oh, well, I mean, there's a bunch of other things. There's like Gamescom and uh, Opening Night Live, I think, is one. Video Game Awards. Yeah, but that's, yeah. I mean, they do announce stuff there. So yeah. Video Game Awards, PAX East, and PAX West. If the things you mentioned to me come through, I'll, I'll watch that live with you again. Okay. Well. That's the only way. If, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll save it for later. Yeah. We'll save it okay. for later. But what's been new with you? Oh, I mean, 
Final Fantasy 16 is out, baby. So <sighs> that's my know. life right now. I'm sorry, Larry. It's okay. I won't spoil. I chose anything. Sons of the Forest over it. Yeah, I, yeah. I. That is the honest to god truth. Wild. <laughs> um, Short sighted. But hey, I have a computer that actually works. Exactly. So like, hey, listen. Shut off on me midway. We all win. Um, <laughs> to put it very briefly, so far yes. I'm about uh, eight hours in, nine hours in. Something. Okay, so you got an hour since we last talked. Then what's that? You got an hour in since we last talked about it. Oh, maybe I'm like 10 hours in because I played it for like two hours today. Last we talked, you said seven and a half. Okay, so I was more closer to seven. I'm like nine to ten now. Okay. okay. Um, it's still very good, very like top tier. Uh, What's the leveling system like if you had to pick another game that it's similar to in the franchise? Like Final Fantasy 1. Really? You just get experience and level up. Uh, but then there is like a skill tree. But that's like separate from leveling. It's like 12? Is 12 a separate leveling from skills? Yes. But more like simplified. Yeah, the Zodiac Age tried to unring that bell and it's still a So it's like basically you get experience and you level up and all your stats go up. And then you can learn these new abilities. Like hold this button and you like charge your magic or like hold this button and you like put an element on your weapon, that kind of stuff. Like nothing like really groundbreaking, but enough to kind of like change up the flow of combat. Uh, But that's like separate from experience. It's, it's weird, but it's, it works. The music is really good, but it's not Nabua, right? No, God, no, nothing ever, nothing ever will be. No, what I meant, it's not Nabuo doing it again. Oh, no. no, 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 no. It is uh, Sokin, the guy who does uh, 14. Okay. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It, it's very good, and I think it's actually a really good jumping on point for a lot of people, but enough about... I won't talk about any more about uh, Final Fantasy because I feel bad. <laughs> don't don't feel bad. I am happy for the people who are out there. I just blocked it on like TikTok and... And uh, Twitter, but luckily the Titanic sub has taken over Twitter and TikTok. Oh so my god, it's about. driving! I can't. I if I, I don't want to hear anymore. But the stupid fucking submarine. <laughs> um, um, what else is new? Um, as the when this comes out, I'll have played more Mortal Kombat because there's like a stress test thingy going on. Jealous! Yeah. I am jealous. I'll get to. Uh, who are we kidding? If it's online only, I'm going to get my ass handed to me, but uh, I'm going to get eviscerated in multiple ways, and I can't wait. Um, what else did I do this week? Oh, I platinumed Final Fantasy III, the Pixel Remaster. Yes, and you're on the worst part of Fort for the Platinum. Oh, yeah, the very start when I'm, like, running out uh, outside of uh, whatchamacallit. You can do it at the end. Oh, well then. I think. I think that's not... I think the Goblin Summon and I think the other one like the Hell are Razor. available... Yeah, I think they're available in the post game. Like, I don't think they, when the world turns, I don't think they go away. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll double check. I mean, I'm not going back to it until after Final Fantasy 16. And by, and I, I feel like when I'm done 16, I'm going to be done with Final Fantasy for a little bit. I played a lot mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy leading up to 16. So, uh, I did that after seven because seven was a grind. Yeah. Seven was Sometimes a Sometimes you just need a break. That's it. Um, I'll go back to it. Other than that, I've been playing, just kind of picking away at Diablo 4 some more. Um, I picked up uh, Aliens: Dark Descent, which is like the RTS game set in the Aliens franchise. Uh-huh. Which is, it's cool. It's very stressful. It's very Aliens. More fun than the one we played with Rachel. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, this one is like single player. Have you ever played XCOM? No, but I know the cover. Okay. <laughs> From video game stores. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a turn top down turn based. Yep. Uh, tactical strategy game it's really good um i watched insidious i've been re-watching uh venture bros to get ready for the movie that comes out next month we just finished season one we have seven or six seasons to go oh damn yeah and then i just found out that the metalocalypse movie comes out in august so i gotta re-watch all of metalocalypse um Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those shows. So. Nope. <laughs> you would love Metalocalypse. Really? And you might actually really like Venture Bros. 
Um, what are they on? Plex. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I mean, I can Rocky, I can Rocky. just like send you over an invite to the server though. Again, if you want, I really don't care. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I, that's really been it. I've been weirdly listening to a lot of System of a Down. Um, I actually have been too. That's so weird. You say it. I've like, gone through like all their albums and like. Yeah, it's uh, well, interesting. Yeah. We're on the same way without talking about it. like for the last like two weeks. It's been like yeah. it. Yep. Um. Apparently, that is now considered dad rock, which makes me very sad. Don't say <laughs> stupid things like that. Uh, the kids, the youth, don't get to claim that. I mean, they do, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'm okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm old. I don't give a shit. Um. It makes me a little sad, but it is what it is. Um. Other than that. I don't think much i've just been kind of still doing a lot of like catch up from sgf i'm still basically writing like in two to yeah. three articles a day hey trying to get those out i'm almost caught up and yeah that's about it for me what about you there also i sent you a link of duncan hill's coffee we're gonna watch that before we go into this movie okay yes before the review yes okay uh so tv wise i'm continuing on in black lagoon um, I started Good Omens, the TV show. Okay, you're right, right, right. Yeah. Finished the like, I'm halfway through the second episode. Um, and then I started Bad Batch season two. Oh, I forgot about Bad Batch. Is that maybe I should get start getting in on that? The first season was good. It's only sixty episodes and it's linear. Sixteen or sixteen? Sixteen first okay. seasons. So there's thirty two okay. in total. Uh, movies, obviously Insidious. I went and watched The Flash. Oh, how was that? I've heard like. I walked into that prepared for it to be bad, like with a capital B. And I used to like Ezra Miller um, when I saw their first role in Perks of Being a Wallflower. It was like, it was a really, really good performance. And that movie, just in itself, was a good movie. And then like, all the crazy shit happened. Yeah. And then DC just not knowing what the fuck they're going to do about literally anything i still don't like, know why they canned that batgirl movie because it's this apparently this d the flash isn't even part of the new dcu i guess i mean it makes sense that they it's, like it's it's so messy yeah. so but the movie by itself separate from everything else i enjoyed it like i would have given it an eight out of ten like separated like if you can put it in like this the, the dc eu snyder verse whatever the heck it was it's not good but if you just watch the movie for pure enjoyment it's it's fun how are the uh oh my god i can't i every time i go to say special effects no, uh keaton how is the how are the keatons the keaton parts awesome that's awesome. the one part of that movie I want to watch. So, it was what I was worried about because I didn't want to see him get ruined. But it was, it was, it's Keaton and he's great. Yeah. So okay, good. I would not mind if he came and was the old Batman for a Batman Beyond movie. Shit. <laughs> a man can dream. Uh, then I watched Ponyo, which is oh, yeah. the next Studio Ghibli movie. I know that movie well. It was cute. Yep. My kids love that movie. Yeah, a little goldfish person and. It was a nice... The, the voice acting was a little bit grating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're watching the English dubs, right? Yeah. So you got... Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah Cyrus, I think, is who yeah, voice I mean, There's like a lot... There's a lot of people in Ponyo. Yeah, there's a lot of people in Ponyo. It was okay, and it was... I think I also liked it more because it came after Tales of Earth Sea, and I really didn't care for that one. By the way, it was uh, Liam Neeson and Matt Damon... Betty White. I knew Liam Neeson. I knew Liam Neeson. Noah for sure. Cyrus, Kate Blanchett, Tina Fey. And I just picked up um, the next one, which is The Secret World of Ariety. Oh. It's got Amy Poehler's in it and Will Arnett. Okay. It's a good start. But yeah, I don't look anything up about them. I just, I'm just going down the list. I'm almost done, actually, going really? through all of them. Yeah, I think like six or seven left. Okay. Right. It's been a slow pace, but I'm getting through it. Uh, and then I also watched Insidious Chapter 2, Insidious Chapter 3, and Insidious The Last Key. But to hear my thoughts on that, dear listener, stick around for the campfire, because I'm going to tell Justin the entire story of all these movies, giving my thoughts on them, before The Red Door. Games, just do my dailies in PTCG Live. Uh, play Deed with you and Tuck. 
Uh-oh, what's up? Holy shit, I forgot to mention, I have a fuck ton of magic cards now. <laughs> the jealousy I have when you took those pictures, I even like said irrational things like, wait for me to open them. Like, we have a planned date for me to come up there. <laughs> it was one of the, like, I don't even play magic. I mean, I'm excited about the Lord of the Rings card because they're beautiful. Oh, they are very beautiful. Yeah, so if you have doubles, feel free to like leave some to the side for your boy. Maybe I'll bring you some in October, you'll find out. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Deebs. I played Deebs yes. with you and Shannon. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, we're doing that again tomorrow night, yep. which I'm excited about because that was fun. Um, my Nuzlocke that I mentioned, I failed. Oh, no. What happened? Uh, I am not good <laughs> at like playing the hardcore rules and not leveling up past a gym leader. And like, Okay. So I went and faced the bug gym leader and Scyther knew the move U-turn. And just one shot my whole team. <laughs> so that sucked. Uh, I started Outlast 2, which we're reviewing next week. Yes, I need to get to that. Um, Kind of quick initial thoughts. It feels harder than the first one. Okay. And I'm not sure where I sit on in this setting. Um, For people who, who've played the first Outlast, it takes place in an abandoned insane asylum. This one's like out in the woods slash like cornfields slash mountains, um, which I didn't know going into yeah. it. Uh, but it's definitely religious horror. All I remember is that like weird opening thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's six chapters. I played the f- I played through the first chapter, um, and then I have a secret game. I feel like you, Justin. I know, right? Um, and I will be talking about that next week. Um, so there's that. Uh, a little over halfway done with Hero of Ages, which is the last Mistborn book. And then I think I have like an hour or two left in the Artemis Fowl book. Those book, I never watched the movie adaptation of that. Okay. But like the book, like I've been doing a lot of young adult as so I've been kind of mixing around and stuff. Yeah. And I forgot how fun it is. Do you know anything about Artemis Fowl? No idea. So he's this like kid, like a 10 year old. And his father was the former leader of like a, like an Irish mafia. Okay. And he goes missing and all his money goes away with him. And so in order to like save his family, he turns to the criminal underworld and he's trying to steal the magic and the gold from the fairies. Okay. Weird. <laughs> yeah. It's super weird, but like, I think the, the uh, guy who's reading the audiobook is doing a really good job oh, that's too. Good. It makes it a lot. Yeah. And then another AEW pay-per-view it's forbidden door. Do you know anything about it? <laughs> no. So, let me bring it up. The cool thing about Forbidden Door is that AEW teams up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. So, it's crossover fights. Interesting. So, like, the best fighters from over there doing the best fighters from AEW. And there's a couple of matches that are going to be, like, one's, like, I'm sure you've heard the term, like, dream match. Yeah. Like, two wrestlers. Like, one of them, it's Daniel Bryan. You're gonna. Oh, you're about to say a bunch of names, and I'm not gonna know. Who he's Brian Danielson, uh, the American Dragon. He's going up against Okada, the Rainmaker. And Okada is probably the best wrestler of this generation. Like he, like he's just really good. Yeah. And uh, they're actually going to wrestle. Cool. So, yes, I get to watch a bunch of oiled up <laughs> men in tights pound on each other. Uh, you wanted me to watch something before we go into the. Yes. Did you see? that in the chat death clock duncan hills coffee jingle yes so everybody sit back relax and let's talk insidious oh tiny tim man you know what so it's funny I didn't realize that he was in this and The Conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, Insidious is a 2010 supernatural horror film directed by James Wan, written by your boy Lee Winnell, and stars Patrick Wilson, Rose Bryan, and Lynn Shay. Um, how long has it been since you've seen Insidious? Uh, since it came out in theaters. See, I think I'm like real close to that. I think I saw because I didn't see it in theaters because I was at West Point at the time, so I saw it like definitely on like DVD. Yeah. Um, and I, the I think I saw it one time because I enjoyed the movie. 
until the end when the old lady showed up, and then that the old lady creeped. The old lady creeped me out. I remember was that too much, yeah. and I never went back to it. So I think this is the first time since. Um, but yeah, we've discussed Juan before. We've discussed Winnell before. And we've discussed Patrick Wilson before. Fun fact about Patrick Wilson: he's the director of The Red Door, the new movie. Interest. Is it his directorial debut? That I don't know for sure. I didn't look into that. I just saw his name on the okay. trailers. Yeah, and stuff. that's fair. I actually haven't uh, seen a trailer for The Last Door. I know Darth um, Maul makes a return. We'll talk about all that in the campfire. Okay. Uh, so Rose Bryant had smaller roles in films such as Attack of the Clones, Troy, and 28 Weeks Later. But she's perhaps best well known for her roles in the TV show Damages, Get Into the Greek. We were just talking <laughs> yes, about that. Yes, we were. Bridesmaids, X-Men First Class, and X-Men Apocalypse, and the current show, Physical. Lin Shay has a special place in my heart. The horror films that she has been in include Alone in the Dark, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Critters, Critters 2, The Main Course, Amityville, A New Generation, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, Dead End, 2001 Maniacs, and its sequel, 2001 Maniacs, Field of Screams. I've actually seen both of those. Oh, how was the sequel? Not good. <laughs> uh, Ouija in its prequel, Ouija, Origin of Evil, Tales of Halloween, Ouija? Avatar, Ouija. Like the Ouija board? Yeah, but there's an A at the end of it. Whatever. Yeah, there's Ouija. silent. There's, there's things that silent letters there. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> Usually I let it go, but not on Ouija. <laughs> Ouija. The, the Final Wish, Room for Rent, The Grudge, and The Insidious Universe. That's right. She has been in every single Insidious film. You know, we'll talk oh, about okay, it. Okay, so she's pulling a Kramer on us, a John Kramer on us. <laughs> Shay is also well known for her roles in comedic films such as Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, There's Something About Mary, Detroit Rock City, Me, Myself, and Irene, Stuck on You, and The Three Stooges from 2012. This film kicked off the Insidious franchise, but it is actually the third film in the franchise's chronology. Oh, Jesus Christ. Kingdom Hearts us, why don't you? <laughs> uh, Juan has said, even though Saw kicked off his career, the legacy of that film, such as the violence and the gore, made a lot of studios hesitant to work with him. This film, in its PG-13 rating, was meant to show that he could still make a terrifying crowd-pleaser without the gore. Interesting. The score was composed by Joseph Bashara, who actually plays the Darth Maul demon in the franchise. Um... And just officially, so we don't get anybody writing an angry email, it's actually called the Lipstick-Faced Demon, but for us, it's Darth Maul. It looks like Darth Maul. Shot on a budget of $1.5 million, it would gross over $100.5 million at the box office. Wow. Some trivia. I actually got to find a lot about this, so this is what I was able to find. The film was originally going to be called The Further. Okay. I can see that. In twenty yeah, in twenty fifteen there was an insidious themed maze at Universal Studios Orlando for the Halloween Horror Nights. The maze was based off of the three insidious films that came out at that time. Mm, cool. I don't know, that might have been too much. The old lady like stalking you, looking at you through windows. I don't know if I could take that. Is that what happened? I imagine if it's based on the three the so you haven't seen it, but the three movies the Well the second one's lady, like all about her, right? Uh huh. And then the third one introduces her. Oh. Yeah. yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, there's things I don't need. Although the old woman demon is played by a man, it was not until they started working on the sequel that the filmmakers decided the character was actually a man dressed as a woman. Oh, interesting. We'll talk about it. James Wan, at around 30 minutes into the movie, when Josh is sitting in his classroom on the chalkboard behind him, the name James Wan can be clearly seen as well as a drawing of Billy the Puppet from Saw. There's also the number eight written underneath of it. The rest of the names are actual names of people that worked on the film. I did know about the, the Billy the Puppet. Cool. Cool. I actually noticed it before I did the trivia. I looked into yeah. it to find it. So that was I didn't, I didn't know it until I watched it this time. So that's that. I owe you a summary, and I don't want to do six seconds, so I'm just going to tell you what happens. Okay, cool. This young family, this young, happy family moves into a house. They go up to um, 
they're unpacking, everything's going well, and the oldest son goes up into the attic, falls, bumps his head, and screams. The next morning, he's in a coma, and no one can understand why. Several months go by, and weird things start happening. Um, they aren't sure what's going on, they're very confused, and basically, at, at the end of a very scary night where the alarm goes off, and the doors are open, and someone's outside, the, uh, the wife's like, we're getting the hell out of here, we're done, like, we're moving. So they change houses, but the scary shit doesn't stop. I want to say that uh, every time I watch this movie with, or not this movie, but anytime Michelle and I watch a scary movie together, we always tell each other, if you if shit happens and you ever say we gotta go, it, like hands down, we've both agreed that yes, no, we won't ask questions. We will go. We have a similar agreement in this house, yes, and, and I think we kind of stole it from you guys. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that finally in a movie. <laughs> we're we're seeing somebody like hold true to that like okay creepy shit's going on all right let's yeah. go and like they go to the new house and josh is trying to like tolerate it and his mom sends in some like psychic investigator that she said she knew and it's at this point where the truth starts coming out josh's mom tells him that you kind of had this stuff going on when you were a kid and then shay's character elise actually was the one who helped kind of bring you back from the edge and repress these memories. And so in order to go save your son, you have to go into the further, go find him where he's being held by this demon and bring him back. Um, and that kind of opens up the final act of this movie where he's put under hypnosis and he goes into the further to go find his son. They confront the lipstick faced demon, Darth Maul, however you want to call him, and they escape. Uh, things all seem pretty happy, and then Lin Shay, Elise notices something isn't something. quite right. She, yeah. she snaps a picture, uh, and then Patrick Wilson's character, Josh, strangles her to death. Um, Rose Byrne's character comes in, looks at the camera, and realizes that the demon that was hunting Josh when he was a kid, the old woman, has attached herself finally to Josh and is possessing his body. Uh, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Yeah, pretty big uh, cliffhanger. Because it, yeah. uh, it, it, it further, it kind of goes like two seconds further where he's like tapping her on the shoulder and saying like, oh, I'm finally here. She turns around and goes, <gasps> Yeah. So it's um, a very big cliffhanger. And I'll tell you, the second movie starts off right there. Oh, good. That's That makes me happy. The second movie starts off immediately from that point. Okay. It's been a very... I think I saw two in theaters as well. And I think I two? saw Last Key in theaters. Okay, so two kind of... There were parts of it I remember, but I did not see three or Last Key. Okay, I did. I've, I have not seen three. Okay. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about this movie. And the reason why we're saving it for the, for the post section, not only does it good content for that, but also I want to review Insidious on its merits as like its own entry and not kind of weigh everything else down, which is yeah. why I told Justin not to bother with going through all of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Plot po positives. Um, you kind of mentioned part of it, but my biggest positive is the characters are all intelligent and they act yeah. in ways that I feel like real world characters would act. I agree to a point. Um, okay. I would say that uh, Lee Wan Al and the other guy, I don't know his name, I'm sorry. Comic Relief. Yeah. They, well, that's that's they are kind of uh opposite to that they seem to well i mean they're there for the comic relief right and it's yeah and it brings down the rest of the cast because i do think that this is and we don't get this a lot but you're right like the our main cast makes like 99 percent of the time they make the intelligent decision and if not intelligent the decision that like makes the most sense yeah like the one that you can say okay, I get behind that. Like, I can understand they're not doing, they're not going off on their own just because. Like, they're, they're not kind of following those tropes. They're doing things. Like, when Josh stays behind the gray papers late because he's just, like, so tired and stressed out, and, like, the son's been in a coma, and, like, like, like it's, like, kind of shitty that he's leaving her there, but it yeah. also, like, makes sense because, like, he... I'm not condoning it, but like it makes sense. Like he can go out and cheat, or go out and do something crazy, or go to yeah. side. I want to fix everything. It's just like he's just a spent man, 
And then Rose Byrne's character is just like stuck there. Yeah. Because she's like working on her music from home, but also raising the well, kids. And like and instead of not saying anything like we would normally have in a movie, she just yeah. like calls him on it and is like, you can't yeah. do this. Like, what it's the hell? because of her calling her out, calling him out on it that at that night, because I'm pretty sure it's that night where the door, that door sequence. Yeah. Is, is good. Uh, like that all that stuff happens. Like you said, it's like I gotta get out of here. He's like, okay, yeah, because like he realized that he would be dropping the ball, and it, and it makes more sense about why he would like believe her and get out of there. Yeah, I think that is what really helps this movie feel scary, is because the people are doing things that make sense. Like it is not hard. I'm sure as you as a father, like can easily see yourself in a situation where it's like, like it's. Like what? What else would you do? Yeah, <laughs> right, well, right. Yeah, like, no, there's certain things you can only yeah. do in order. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, and for for kind of the the rest of it, I I I think it does a good job of like slowly unveiling the story instead of kind of giving it to us up front. Like there is a certain like sect of mystery that we're like trying to follow. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. That's I'm gonna. I have a lot to say when it comes to how scary. Uh, how, how scary I have. I have thoughts on as well too. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see if we are gonna fall in the same place okay. because I felt very differently watching it this time than I did when I first watched it. Yeah, I think how scary is gonna be a fun discussion. Okay. So we both. I think the plot. It's a supernatural plot, and it's not based on a true story. So like, I also think it like it follows like i like how the fact like he astral projected he got too far away from his body and something grabbed it away and now his body's getting weaker so things are trying to get in like that makes sense to me and i think that's something i always appreciate appreciate about james wan's horror film like, even dead silence like with the puppets like his horror even though it can be a like kind of crazy concepts it are like palatable they're things yes, that like you can they're understand easily and follow the logic yes it's very easy to follow the plot I think Saw kind of ran into the problem where, like, the first Saw, even though it was crazy and convoluted and, like... Oh, it made nuts, sense, though. And then James Wan tried. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think James Wan does a really, really good job at that. Yeah. Um, I love Lynn Shea's character. We'll probably talk about that more in audio. But I like... It's like the little old grandma, and she's not trying to, like bark religion at you well, and she even she... says like hey listen you you got advice somewhere else from like a medical professional this is just what i'm saying yes i i just enjoyed her yeah because it's not like the zach baggins right it's just like little old lady who bring you cookies yeah and i also have all i will talk about probably how scary too. a lot of the plot and how scary is like kind of really tight with each other um, but I like the reveal of Josh's past when they're sitting there on the kitchen table. Yeah, I, I do think it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's in bright daylight, but it's also like terrifying, like the photos and obviously the jump at the end. Like James Wan does a very good job of doing a lot of like expository and making it compelling, like making you like along for the ride and then rewarding you for being compelled. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I'm. <laughs> I'm very interested to see what's going to happen when we get to Oscar. <laughs> I will tell okay. you that now. <laughs> All right. So for plot, I gave it an eight. I gave it a six and a half. I thought it was interesting, but I feel like it was definitely. To see, this ties so much into how scary. I, yeah, I felt. I understand. I'm just going to, you know what? Fuck, I'll just say it. No, save it. You're doing good. Okay. Save it. Okay, well then, house, I think uh, how scary is gonna be fun. Okay, my how my how scary what I have to say in how scary will will uh, make sense why I gave it a six and a half in plot. <laughs> okay, cinematography. Last week we were taught we reviewed House of the Devil. Yes, and you and I both agreed that there were so many sequences because the movie was boring to us, where like we were looking in the background for shit to be happening. Yes. If you took that same mindset to this movie, you were heavily rewarded. Yes, exactly. And and I, I think kind of in the vein of the supernatural shit, uh, the house is, I mean, even when they move houses, we, uh, while I don't think we get the same 
amount of knowledge like of the floor plan we have a good like general idea of where everything is it's not like we know that hallway we know where the kids bedrooms are at exactly i I don't think it's like the conjuring where we know it inside and out because the first house kind of was but the second well i agree like the first house we do but then they switch houses and then it kind of like tilts us a little bit yep um but we i i still think even after they do the switch of the house we do get enough of the other rooms that we still kind of like we understand at least we can follow where they're going i agree i agree 100 percent. and then so i mean that that's that was one of my big pros the other thing for me is like i like how there's a lot of scary stuff hidden in the background and it wasn't necessarily not all the time was it trying to like scare you yes i agree it was just like there if you were paying attention like the little kid hiding with his back turned like this like little things like that yeah um I liked the way the ghosts looked in the further. Interesting. Okay. Like the creepy dead, like yeah. the dead smile, the dead eyes. Um, and the reason why I brought that up here is it also like the way they move. There are a lot of times where there's a lot of movement the ghosts do. Like, again, all this stuff is like really close to how scary, which we're going to get to. Yeah. It's hard for me too. Um, but there's a lot of movements in this movie that like are pretty creepy. Um, the one in particular that always sticks out to me is when the guy's on the patio outside the bedroom walking back and forth. Okay. And then just like on his next pass, he's like walking in the bedroom. Like it's a really cool editing trick that like, I, think, I don't know. Like, well, I think we're going to be good. on opposite ends of how scary here. <laughs> I, I, I promise you we're not. Okay. I, I promise you we're not. Okay. Um, but no, I think this movie's shot great. I mean, James Wan, when it comes to horror, when he like when he's behind the lens, I think you just get something special. It's not as good as The Conjuring for sure. Um, I wouldn't even say it's as good as Saw, but I do think it's good. Yeah, um, my score will make sense when we get to how scary. All right, I gave it an eight. I gave it a six. Okay, audio. Um, I have literally zero cons here. Uh, I, I, I don't comp- I, I think yeah. that like all all of the entire cast, even though I don't like how the comedic relief kind of diminishes the like overall tone of it, the, I, I yes. still think they do a good job. They do a fantastic yeah. job. And I mean, you can't go wrong with putting some creepy tiny tiny Tim in there. No, and just like yeah, it's just great and the score, the actual score of Insidious, like the the, the heavy like gong noises. Yeah. It's just great. And like like I said, not only do the characters like do things that make sense, but like you actually feel like Patrick Wilson and Rose Bryan like love each other and love their kids. Yeah. Like like you feel them kind of going through this and like the stress it puts on them. And I think they just deliver amazing performances. And I think the kids are great. I think even though the Darth Mold demon looks goofy, which we'll get to. Yes, we will. Um yeah, we uh I I just think it's fantastic. I I think that it, it Nothing negative. I gave it a 10. I think it's great. I, I gave it an 8, uh, mostly because I don't think... I, I agree it has a fantastic score, but give me a week or two and I won't really... Well, run. I watched four of them in like five days, so... <laughs> yeah, that's that's burned into your brain forever. <laughs> so now it's like planet. Kind of like when you were talking to Joe about how he put all those hours in the Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. Not Zodiac Age, the old one. So I understood Damn, how he got to those hours. Fuck. I will never go back and play the OG 12. It'll be Zodiac. No, either do I. Either will I. Yeah, that's fucked up. (laughs) Why would you do that? (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's a world where I might go back and play, like, a PS1 disc, like, 7 or 9. Yeah, absolutely. Or even, like, PS2, FF10. Never with 12. Couldn't pay me. No, I I did that right before Zodiac Age came out, and it was fucking brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. All right. You held your tongue. I am proud of you, sir. Thank How you. scary is this movie to you? Uh, so I think this movie has a real problem with jump scares. Um, to the point where it really diminishes the scariness factor because it's kind of like, I guess you never played a little hope. Uh, the, no. Um, little hope had the same problems where the first one was great and very effective, but they started to... Yeah, for people like me, you're talking about until dawn as the first one, correct? Uh, yeah. Um, then the one after that was Man of Madon, Man of Madon, and then the one after that was Little Hope, which was the worst oh, okay. one. 
these it was like the same style of jump scares every time, which I feel like is yeah. what we get here. And it just it really diminishes it like to the point where by the end when they're happening, I'm like, okay, like just fucking move on. Like, let's get over it. My other issue is that I, when we are introduced to a spirit, yeah, we spend just a little too long with it. I agree with that. Um, the man who like attacks them, the de- the dark hair greaser demon. Yeah. Do you know who Tommy Wiseau is? Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, the Tommy Wiseau. Yes, that's what we called him last night when we were watching this. Okay, was, I was calling him the greaser. Oh demon. yeah. No, we just say, hey, look, it's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then we do Lying. our little impressions. Yeah, Mark, or what was it, Lee, you're, Lisa? You're tearing me apart as he's like attacking her. Yes, but that's the point: is we get like just enough, like just too much with these like entities. Other than the creepy old woman, the creepy old woman is like on her own. Save thing. her for me. Yeah, she's on her own thing because, um, but we spend like just too long with these entities, and they get to the point where you can see the cracks forming where it's like, okay, I'm not really scared of this You can see the thing. short budget and you can see that yes. they did not do special effects. Like when they, um, when the guy was walking through with like the picture thingy. Yeah, uh, I like that. Though. And the, the twin, well, and then the twin showed up and at first it was like, oh shit. And then we just kind of stand on it for too long. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. It's just like two girls standing there smiling. Yeah. Like that's it they spend just a little too long on everything and they overuse the jump scares. Like, holy shit. Like I didn't realize how filled with jump scares this movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just brings it really down. Like I spent the first 20 minutes of this movie being genuinely like, oh, like, cause I couldn't remember what really happened yeah. other than like the behind the head, Darth Maul face is like the only thing I really remembered. But then I don't know, as each jump scare came, I like got like more and more desensitized to it. And I was just like, okay, sure. like let's kind of get on with it. Um I So save your score. Okay. Your score. I, I, I just want to top it off with I feel like this movie started the jump scare thon of movies in, in, in it era. Um it does not uh, hold up, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this movie is not very scary anymore. <laughs> so, I will say that doing the research on it and knowing, so The Conjuring, right? Like we, that's like one of our top-rated horror films. It's scary and it holds up. That's a James Wan movie. Yeah, I think that's rated R. So I I can only imagine that there are certain ways like, or certain things you can get into a movie to keep that PG thirteen rating. Yeah, I absolutely. Think jump scares are probably something that lets them do it. This isn't me forgiving him. I'm just yeah, yeah trying to understand. Yeah. Um, because I everything you said I agree with. Yeah. Uh, there's just two big things for me that do kind of push it back into scariness. For me, not a lot, but there are two things. The first is the front door scene. Okay. Like, that's one of my nightmares. I think I told you one night that me and Devin were sitting here, like, in this current place. It's, like, 1130 at night. And like, we were just sitting here, and all of a sudden, there's, like, three heavy bangs on our front door. And, like, we look out. There's no one there. We open the door. And there's no one there. There's no one at our neighbor's place. Like, and, like, I could not tell you. And, like, it's just, like, one of my worst ever nightmares is, like, hearing a banging. It, it probably goes back to, like, the strangers. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Ugh. Yeah, like, I mean, like that kind of thing. It's so like yeah. when it happens and like he sets the alarm and there's no one there. Then like not only the alarm going off, the door is wide open and him like going through the whole house. Like put all the demons aside. Just that by itself like is tense. Yeah. But there's no jump scares, right? It's, it's literally just the tension of like the, what the situation is, Patrick Wilson's performance, and then just like not knowing what's going to come. Yeah. Um, The other thing. And the reason why I can't knock this movie for how scary, the first time I watched this with my, with my little sister, and she's like, I saw this movie, it was so terrifying. I remember watching with her and like like goofing on it. Yeah. Because like, it's all jump scares. It's all jump scares. Like, it's a good movie, but there's a lot of, it's all jump scares. And then we get a little taste of the old woman with the pictures. And I was like, oh, I didn't like that. 
Then we get her at the end. And I don't know what it is, but like, I'm not the kind of person who like covers his face with a mo- during a movie. I cover my face. Like, there is something about... And, it's, and I told you she's Insidious 2 and 3. Yeah. She doesn't bother me as bad in those ones. In this one, there is something about it that just, like, makes me, like, want to gag. Weird. I, I have no idea what it is. And I remember, like, I watched it with my sister. I was like, I slept with the fucking lamp on that night because of her. Yeah. Like, I, I do not know what it is. But something about that... Like, there is something in my lizard brain that does not like an old woman who looks like that. And and, then, and that's why, like, I agree with you on, like, everything you said. I think you're spot on. But I can't give it too low a score because that shit still scares me. Even all these years later watching that, it's like, it's just, there is something about that that I just do <laughs> not like. It really messes with my head, man. I, I can't even put it in the words. I don't know what it is. But just, like... In the window and like the veil, no nah, man, fuck that. There's something about that that this is does not do my brain happy things. So for how scary, because I am agreeing with you, but I can't knock it too hard. I can go to five, and a little bit is for that front door scene, and the rest all goes to the woman in black. Yeah, uh, I give it a two. Both those points are for the woman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, like, like I said, I. Yeah, I I get it. If it wasn't yeah. for her, I'd be down there with you. Yeah, like <laughs> the last like seven minutes of this movie, man, just fucks well, that, with me. That's what sucks. Is like, I feel like even the audio itself is like really good, but yeah, it if there's it's like the stinger of the jump scare. It just gets like it gets it's all the time. It drills into my brain and it's fucking annoying. And it's like it's exemplified. You know when she goes into the room, the baby's room, and the guy's behind the curtain. Yeah. It would have been so much scarier if there wasn't a singer there with it. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been just like, yeah, yeah. No, yes. If they kind of would have let, I feel like when there's a stinger, it's like, hey, look, dumbass, something's yes. there instead yes. of just like yes. letting us see it. I totally yeah. agree. But yeah, man, no, I think the thing is, like, I really agree with you. It is that, it's that fucking woman, man. <laughs> something about it. Uh, so review the scores for plot I gave it an 8 you gave it a 6 and a half. for cinematography I gave it an 8 you gave it a 6 for audio I gave it a 10 you gave it an 8 and for how scary I gave it a 5 you gave it a 2 that gives it a here's Johnny final score of a 67 uh, which I think is fair yeah absolutely I will say uh, when we finished watching this we both looked at each other and we're just like oh that was a lot like goofier and weirder than I remember. Like we both. It's like kids version James one. Yes, exactly. And that's what, which I guess makes sense with the PG. That's what he was aiming for. Uh, So Justin, it is tied with condemned criminal origins, Hellraiser 2022 and Jason lives Friday part six. Interesting. Okay. Right below it. Film wise, we have Willie's wonderland and Friday the 13th, the OG. And right above it, movie-wise, we have It Chapter 2. Okay. And talk about a, like... Fall from Grace? Fall from Grace. Although I will say, to this day... Bill Hader? Bill Hader. Fucking standout in that movie. Yeah. Everything else sucks. Bill Hader. Yeah, de-aging the kids was a choice. So stupid. We're going to play a quick commercial, and then we'll head back in to the closing. Ghosts, split souls, monsters, sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So Justin, I actually had an idea. Okay. Obviously, we're going to California in October for our annual podcasting retreat, I guess, for <laughs> lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh and I was wondering if during those pre-recorded episodes we do during that trip time, okay, 
how about you pick one thing to re-review and I pick one thing to re-review and we just do those at our convenience and then just save them for then. Shit. We have to get a list together of everything we want to re-review because I might pick something from your list. I don't think you would. Okay. I know I would want to re-review. What? You can tell me after if you don't, if you don't want to. It's the last of us. Oh. Damn it, that's what I was going to pick. No, it's okay. I'll pick someone else. That's okay. I think you should do a movie. And I, I know the one you wanted. You've talked about it before. Scream. No. Blair Witch. I, I'm vetoing. No. Why? You, gotta, you, you will like those scores. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've talked about how I would score Scream differently. Um, where? Um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is one I know you mentioned before. I don't want to fucking rewatch that movie. It's a problem. <laughs> I'll rescore. You know what? Here, we can re-review it right now. One, 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 one. All my scores. There you go. No, but actually, I don't. Uh, do I want to do something from the top and, like, try to knock it down? Now it's like a game. Do I want to, like, knock something down from the top or, like, bring something from the bottom? I yeah. I mean, okay. Mine is I know what we can re-review. Dark what? Souls 3. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I was thinking that. you pick a movie because I picked a game, friend. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Okay. But yes, guys, next week, speaking of games, we are reviewing Outlast 2 as a forced entry from one of our patrons, Tuck. And she's actually joining us. She joined us for the first one, so we figured we should bring her back for that one, too. Yeah, it's going to be um, fun. My first time playing it, Justin, you said you dabbled in the first part of it, right? Yeah, I dabbled in the first part when it came out. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then, yeah, we've teased it the whole time with patrons stick around for the campfire because we'll be talking the Insidious franchise. Everyone else, stay scary. Uh, and before we get out of here, uh, instead of our regular uh, leave music, outro music, I'm going to play the random sound that was on my soundboard, even though I figured out what it is from. So I'm just going to play that, and that's going to be our outro. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the Drawn into the light or the shadows in your head. Keep your eyes on the road ahead and don't ever look back. Don't ever look back, cause I, I got a feeling in my bones that everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. So never